Before we get to the episode, a quick word from our sponsor. Hi, my name's Justin Hayat. I'm a lot. I'm an eternal pessimist, a gay Republican, a loyal friend, and an excellent schmooze. I'm a writer, operator, connector, and allegedly a macher. One night, though, I stumbled upon this old Jewish story of the Lamed Vav Sadiqin, the 36 anonymous good people whose work would redeem the world. I wondered, do they exist? Can people find them? Could their goodness rub off on me? Is there magic in this world that I just couldn't see? I couldn't resist finding out, so I set off to Israel with a mission. I was going to find these secret souls and hear their stories. We're calling this journey 36. You can find 36 and other podcasts from Soul Shop wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now. This is Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. In collaboration with Australian Jewish News, check them out at ajn.timesofisrael.com. Also in collaboration with Arutz Sheva, israelnationalnews.com. Hey everyone! Hey, hey, long hey. time no see. No recap. Yeah, long time no recap. It's Before been how we long? Start. <laughs> yeah, it's our usual. It's recap. been long, but I could have used uh, even another, longer. Another month would have been yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. wouldn't have objected. Oh no, Noah was in Rome, and uh, our our presence in Israel overlapped for about a day. Oh yeah, and I am off. To the United States of America, yes. the, the most beautiful country on earth. Hopefully, basically. you won't get COVID or get in mass shooting or in a tornado or in a riot or in a riot. Yeah. Or, uh, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully. Before we get to all that yes. wonderness, um, we have a sponsor. Yes, first Masa of- Israel. Yeah. Um, we are, of course, sponsored by Masa Israel, guys. If you're listening yes. to this show. Uh, you are probably interested in Israel uh, to some degree. Um, and you're probably also sitting at home, not really doing much with your time. Uh, and we have something that you can do with your time to add meaning, to add purpose. Uh, and to by your we, life. we mean Messiah Israel. Messiah Israel. Check them out, guys, at MessiahIsrael.org. Um, Basically, what Masa gives you is an amazing range of life-changing opportunities in Israel. I myself was on a Masa program. They have tons and tons of programs. They've got gap year programs. They have academic programs. They have internships. They have volunteering programs. They even have programs that set you up for your career, so career programs. Uh, And the pandemic didn't stop them. So they've been promoting options to study remotely while living in Israel. So you can continue your studies and live in Israel. And there's no need to be fluent in Hebrew or break your bank. They even supply partial funding. So you can check them out. You can make a positive impact on the world. You can really fuel your passion and make your travel dreams a reality. Find out more on MasaIsrael.org. Check them out. Yes. Where do we start? Guys, we know like 
this is kind of also a 2021 recap, I guess. Yeah. We I'll know tell you where we start. We talked a lot about... Co- oh, okay. This is where we start, oh, yeah. my friend. This is where it all starts. This is where it all ends. Always. Guys, you got to get these mugs. They're a great... <laughs> you just have to. Purim is... A- <laughs> Purim is right around the corner. <laughs> Tubishvat is right around the yeah, corner, guys, yeah. and uh, <laughs> we're pushing these mugs hard. We're pushing them. Yeah, I was never much of a salesman. International Holocaust Day is upon us, guys, and uh, <laughs> and and nothing. Nothing says International Holocaust Day like a nice yes. Jewish boy. Mug. Adolf had them, and uh, yes. no, but guys, check them out. Two NJB dot com slash merch. 2njb.com slash merch and get yourself a beautiful mug. Get them as a gift. They're great gifts. We got the BDS Tears mug. We have the nice Jewish boy mug. Yeah. Check them out. 2njb.com slash merch. if you get two, you get a discount. Oh, yeah. As they say. Okay. Um, So, guys, we've been talking a lot about COVID this past two years. And we wish we could have stopped talking about COVID because enough is enough. Alas... We can't. We can't. Because here in uh, Israel, it's shit's going down. It's crazy. Shit is hitting the fan. Yeah. In Europe, you know. Actually, I've been to Italy now for three weeks. Um, they checked your green pass, and they just announced a super green pass. So they're, like, really, really hard on those green passes. And they do check them, mostly. Like, 90% of the places checked mine. People walking around with masks? Uh, outside, no. Outside, look, actually outside in the city, yes, but it's not obligatory. Uh, inside, inside, it is obligatory? Yes. Inside it is. And the, the you and the, yeah, in the metro and the buses, yeah, they, they walk with masks. Uh, but all in all, things seem pretty, like they feel pretty normal. Like there's no hysteria and there's no... Uh, I got to tell you, man, the mask thing is just, that's what's getting to me, is it's become the norm. Yeah. And it's unacceptable. Yeah. At some point, and the thing is, it's never gonna, it's never gonna go if, if, because the crazies have already adopted it, and you know the Karens of the world, the people who, who don't know how to mind their own fucking business. Basically, it's like mind your own business. You want to wear a mask? Aren't Karens the ones who usually don't wear the mask? No, Karen, Karens are the ones who don't mind their own business. I mean, the mm. Karen is like, uh, but they're also those who usually don't wear the masks. Uh, in those yeah. viral videos possibly so, yeah. possibly yeah, yes yeah. <laughs> but you know in this scenario i'd have to side with okay. that karen <laughs> okay. that karen i'd side okay. with okay uh, but you gotta mind your own business it doesn't make sense to me so this week or actually might have been two weeks ago i was in a an elevator mm. at work mm. and i just got in the elevator oh yeah you know minded my own business taking the elevator downstairs was it hot in the elevator? It was the normal temperature okay. it is in an elevator normally, okay. Okay. usually. I don't know what elevator temperature is, but anyway, I was yes. taking the elevator downstairs. And in your We building? get in, and there's some guy in there, and he's wearing a mask, mm-hmm. and I'm not wearing a mask, mm-hmm. even though that's illegal in Israel. I was mm-hmm. breaking the law, mm-hmm. um, you know, the bad boy that I am. Yes. And, uh, and he... He he surprised me because no one has ever done this. I don't wear a mask uh, usually, and no one's ever done this. And but he said, you know, could you please put a mask on? Was he big, bigger than you, or was he puny? Ah, he was about the same size. Mm. And I said, 
why? (laughs) (laughs) And he said, you know, because I don't feel like catching anything that's going around, anything that's going around now. He said that. He was like, any of the diseases that are going around. HIV, cancer. Yeah. So I said, uh, is it critical for you? He said, yes. And, you know, I'm ashamed to say I put a mask on. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm ashamed to say yeah. it. Just but like that, you took that third dose. Yeah, just like I took that third <laughs> dose. I'm ashamed to say And you know what? Uh, I really am ashamed to say it. Um, yeah. And I think because until we start standing up, it's uncomfortable. It really is uncomfortable. Uh, and that's why I put my mask on. I didn't want to, you know, further the argument or was the it confrontation. Was it in your building? Yeah. Mm, right. But what I should have said was, like, mind it, your own fucking business. Yeah. And... You know, we'll be out of this elevator in a minute. If you catch COVID and die from it, then it was probably God's intention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if this is next the minute, time, take the stairs, yeah, my if friend. This was the minute you got COVID. Then you had it coming, man. <laughs> you had it coming. Yeah. Like, what are the chances? Yeah. Uh, no, but really, I should have said, mind your own fucking business, and and that's that's what I'm getting at. Is that it's. Right. But then you'd fight poo on your doorstep the next day, probably. No, but it wasn't in my... It was in the office building. Ah, okay. It was in the office building. Okay, okay. No, if it was in the apartment building, um, I probably would have acted the same. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's the thing. I, I'm not... I'm, I'm confrontational in the sense that I'm not going to immediately just be like, oh, sure, sir. So I yeah. will say something. You know, I'm considerate. I'm a, I'm a considerate guy. I'm nice. So when I'm face-to-face with someone that asks me to do something, I usually... I usually try to oblige because yeah. I'm a nice guy. But really, we have to start drawing the line. We have to start saying, no, enough is like enough. Like if someone's like, can you scratch my back? Yeah. You do it. Yeah. Even if it's under the shirt. Yeah. 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 Even like, like I would do it with my hands, not <laughs> with like a back scratcher. Yeah. I would yeah. get up in there. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's very generous. Um, look. I had a, a depressing thought about it actually recently. I was like, what if we will never in our lifetime go out with from that mask, you know, uh, life? Never. Like, so I think that's... Like that life, like all life as I knew, as we experienced it for like for, in our case, for like 30-ish years, you know, there's until that day and then another 60 years with the masks. You, so that's what I'm saying. It's that very it depressing. It all depends on us not being, uh, you know, little pieces of shit like I was. And don't do what I did uh, and stand up for it. And next time I Unless can tell you Unless you want to wear not, a mask, which is your right. No, yeah. If you want to wear a mask, but then you wouldn't have gotten in the elevator without a mask to begin with. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. But I'm saying we have to start standing up to people who are asking us to do. And the, the, the real question comes up is like, where is the line? Because right now it's law. Yeah. So, you know, I've been thinking, like, what do you do if you see uh, police? Because sometimes the police or, or the pakachim, the, yeah. you know, the whatever, the people who are uh, in charge of, of giving out uh, tickets fines, yeah. and fines are downstairs in the lobby. I've never encountered them. But are you supposed to cover up? You know, because then you're just playing the game. Yeah. Do you take a fine and then fight it in court. Yeah. Now, not everybody has the means to fight shit like yeah. that. And the time and the energy... But at some point, some people have to stand up to this shit. You know? I'd like to see you go to your wife and be like, hey, babe, <laughs> so here's the thing. I need uh, 300,000 shekels. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to... Don't ask questions. <laughs> okay, it's going to a good Look, cause. Look, I also read a, a pretty interesting analysis by this uh, Israeli blogger, um, Natan Galula, who was basically explaining in a very coherent way what's the imp- why the, the fact that, you know, covering, the, like, things that I didn't think about, for example... Our faces, right? They're so important in human interactions. When you heed, when you hide your face with a mask, you hide your smiles, you hide your expressions, you hide your humanity, basically. So I really concurred with that. Um, and and yeah, so that's basically what the, like we're all the same, right? It's basically it reminds me when. You know, you have to shave your head. Everybody needs mm. to shave your head, and yeah, right. We're all the same. We're all uh, it's ob- a, ob- obedient citizens, basically. Yeah. And it's like a unifying thing. Can right? tell people apart. Yeah. It also, it also, they, there's studies that are showing that it's detrimental, which to me seems almost like obvious, but it's detrimental to child development because a, p- a huge part of child development is recognizing facial expressions, right? Mm-hmm. Like the emotional development of a child is seeing you make faces and understanding what those faces yeah. mean. But when a mask is covering up half your face and you don't get, like yeah. babies are just really, Becoming really complex machine learning models, right? And yeah. the less data you have going in, the less developed that model is gonna and be. And I saw this very, very sad picture of a hearing impaired uh, person uh, holding a sign, um, it became really viral, and he says, "Like I can't, I can't live in 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 this masked society because ah, yeah. he can't re- he, he can't, can't read lips. yeah read lips. he can't read lips he can't understand anyone yeah. who's talking to the to him, which was ho- also pretty sad. Um, again, we are all for people who want to wear masks to wear masks, yeah." The issue is that this never was, it was never a democratic issue. It was never, no. it was passed, it wasn't passed, it was dictated by the government in a non-democratic way under emergency, uh, yeah. under the emergency law. Yeah. And, and it's I, directly affecting all of us. I, my main argument here in Israel against people who are pro-masks uh, mandates, uh, and that drives them crazy. I'm going like, tomorrow, the Orthodox are going to take... O- become the the dominant party and they'll go uh yeah you have to cov- wear a kippah a kippah or cover or if you're a woman cover your hair mm-hmm. what's the damn difference and they're like it's not the same for you it's not the same but for let, them for them covering your what, hair for, is a divine decree yes yes and it doesn't matter that it's not the same it doesn't matter for you masks are important are obligatory for them this is the most important thing. So when they're in power, they will force us to wear the, the head cover coverings. our heads. What is the difference? So if you it's legitimize this tomorrow, it will bite you in the ass. They're. I don't know if they're capable of of yeah comprehending that that super complex logic. This is. But this is this country. This is this country. This is what this is the slippery slope. It is so easy here. Tomorrow they'll be in charge. They'll f- it's when you are opening this gate to hell. Mm-hmm. The demons will uh, go yeah, out yeah, yeah. anyway. But there's it's it doesn't end there. I mm. mean it doesn't end there. And and what 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 
you know drives me insane is the fact that this is all driven by the omicron now all these new yeah. restrictions and this this like surge in covid shit yeah is the omicron which there's no there's no evidence to suggest exactly. that it's severe that yeah. it's you know people are talking about there is they i heard today from a, a reporter that uh, if you're more than six months past your last Pfizer vaccine, then you have no protection against the Omicron and it should be of concern to you. Mm. But they don't mention the fact that the person who discovered Omicron in South uh, South Africa, the doctor herself, is on record saying that that from the evidence that she sees, this is a very, very mild variant and it's not causing severe disease look they don't know and that's the thing that drives me crazy is that when you hear here in israel the the health specialists they use the we don't know argument as the main reason why you should everything we do restrictions and scary and now. severe no yeah. why they do actual yeah, restrictions i don't know equals we should take as the long most as we don't measures. yeah i'm offering the counter approach which is as long as you don't like why is it who says that the default for not knowing is restrictions yeah. let's decide the default of not knowing is doing nothing and if you know then we'll talk about it. But until you know, until you have the facts, let's not do anything because you can't do things and restrict us based on things you do not know. It's ridiculous. I think it all starts, though. The problem is that it all starts that when that you're willing to even accept that when you do know, then we can talk. Yeah, of you course can't I can. You can't talk yeah. ever because it's no. it's it's our goddamn freedom <laughs> you can't you can't just yeah. take it away from people it's unbelievable yeah they've been doing here restrictions like ridiculous restrictions guys they are basically they shut down the skies mm -hmm. uh it's a miracle you're going on saturday and probably by the time you return uh usa will be red and you'll have to go for a seven to ten days quarantine um which is basically house arrest uh, although you and your wife are are have three shots um, yeah, and they're talking about they're talking about vaccine mandates. I mean, right wing politicians are talking about how vaccine mandates are. You know, we need to stop complaining, and it's yeah. and it's acceptable yeah. to to mandate people to inject a substance into their body, and we should you know. What was the what was the, Yuval who was Steinitz? The, who was the? It was Yuval Steinitz who wrote about the seatbelts. I know. I don't know about the seatbelts, but Yuval Steinitz uh, there was a, there was a, offered the mandatory vaccines recently. Yeah, Yuval Steinitz is a Likud member, right? Yeah. Um, seatbelts. Who was the seatbelts? I don't was, remember. There was a member of Knesset who tweeted about the fact that we require people to wear seatbelts, which, by the way, has to be pointed out that is fucking ridiculous. I mean, that's ridiculous. Like, that's not a good argument because requiring people by law to wear seatbelts is also extremely stupid. Why? Because... Some people are driving in a car and have to wear seatbelts. Other people are allowed to speed on the highway at 120 kilometers per hour on a flying chair. Yeah. And they, they are not, also, which they're not attached to in any way. Also, did you know? <laughs> like, I don't understand. So a motorcycle doesn't have a seatbelt. Yeah. That's not required by law. But if you're in a car, which is a protected metal box, I'm not saying that you shouldn't wear seatbelts. You should. It's smart. I'm just saying it doesn't make sense moreover did you know that in israel taxi drivers in this in the city are uh are they can uh, not wear seat belts ah, I mean, yeah. they can choose to not wear a seat belt apparently how come 
Because they have a strong lobby in the in yeah. the Knesset. Yeah, <laughs> basically. No. I mean, it's basically that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is And there's not crazy amounts of taxi drivers just dying every day. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying again that you shouldn't wear a seatbelt. It's important to wear a seatbelt. Seatbelt statistically will save your life. But I'm just saying that it's not the place of the government to step in. And then you have these stupid inconsistencies where people are riding around on fucking hovering chairs, like called motorcycles, and they're not attached to it. Yeah. And they obviously die at a much higher rate. Nobody's saying anything about that. Last anecdote before we move on, (laughs) guys. And this is just, it's a classic Israeli debacle. So Bennett's basically the prime minister, Bennett, his, his, I don't know what happened. He moved 180 from no restrictions, no lockdowns on the Chagim, on the holidays to complete panic. And he's basically just everything the Ministry of Health tells him he does and, and more. We had, so, a, we had a member we should mention now. We should plug it. We had a member of uh, Bennett's party, Amichai uh, Shikli. Uh, uh, Bennett's Yamina party. He was on the podcast a few weeks ago. Uh, check out the episode. It's a really, really good episode. He kind of rebelled against uh, uh, Bennett yeah. and refused to sit and caused a lot of problems, refused to sit in the coalition. But yeah. Anyway, so, um, so a week ago, uh, Bennett uh, declared, and the, the Bennett and the government declared uh, from a few days from now. Uh, we are going to force the malls because the malls in Israel are one of the only places where unvaccinated can enter without the green pass. So they basically said we are going to um, force the malls to separate with bracelets. So to tag basically uh, vaccinated people, which in Israel now means only boosted people, right? In Israel now, guys, if you're not boosted, you're as good as unvaccinated. You don't get the green pass now. Yeah. And so it so they basically said the malls will tag with a bracelet the vexed in the entrance. And if you're if you have the bracelet, you can wander free in the mall. If you don't have the bracelet, you can only go in the mall to like a pharmacy basically or the the must-haves you can't go shopping in the mall now that to me it's 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 so it's amazing because what happened was this time they screwed with the wrong people because the the mall owners are very strong unlike the little uh, business owners who were unable to rebel against the the green pass this time they rebelled and they basically said, screw you, we are just not going to do it. Yeah, the head of Azraeli, the head of Dizengov yeah. Center. They said, we're not going to yeah. do it. We're not going to tag uh, people uh, like, no. Yeah. No. They t- like they, they said that it instances. was. They said, you know what, government, you want to tag people, bring the, the fucking military uh, to the mall and have them do it. We won't do it. Yeah, which is which is it's amazing it's amazing and it's amazing it's amazing <laughs> that it's it's i don't think also by chance that the like pinnacle of consumer uh culture malls and capitalism is yeah. and capitalism right yeah the like the epitome of capitalism yeah a mall is the you know the last stand against uh against tyranny like they are the ones that are standing up against this this bullshit and standing up for our freedom it's so ironical it's so ironic too right like yeah 
think that yeah. moles, which I, I despise, <laughs> are, are my savior. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're the ones that are finally standing up. Um, Unbelievable. So within 48 hours, the government backed down. Yeah. Which is amazing. It just goes to show that, you know, in the end of the day, they are so weak. Right? The government. The, our problem is that we are weak as well. Yeah. If we show force, they will back down from everything, from everything. Yeah. And that's that's the moral of the story here. They are so weak. So it's all pretend. Mm-hmm. All those restrictions and, and laws and yeah. It's pretend until you are the little man that is getting fucked by the government yeah. that gets a fine for 500 yeah. 1000 yeah. 5000 shekels from leaving you, for leaving your home yeah yeah you know because yeah. you came back from abroad and you left your home early like it's just unbelievable it's crazy moving on guys in yes. politics it's been interesting uh the government yeah, it's uh, it's unclear it what's going end on. There, let's say the the attack on civil liberties. Yeah, yeah. Um, on some the laws. Of, are yeah. going and up. I think that it's it's a natural extension, right? Yeah. The second they get comfortable taking away your liberties uh, because of COVID, because of an emergency, and we said this early on, and now you can see it in action. Um, right wing, like right wing MKs, it, it just drives me crazy i don't understand what conservative means anymore if it doesn't mean protecting the most basic civil liberties like freedom of speech so the uh, gidon sar is the one that's trying to pass this law uh that uh basically censors social media he's the minister of uh, law he's the minister of justice justice yeah. yeah um and he's trying to pass a law to censor social media yeah um basically the law says that a judge uh, can take down any post if it's yeah. uh, if it's uh, <laughs> deemed li- lie lie basically yeah. untruthful or harmful, harmful insightful yeah 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 which I don't even know where to begin like if this isn't clear to you how harmful this is um, it let's try and break it down no like, if, why I is free post, speech if I write a post if I write a post <laughs> no, if I write a post, Gidon Saar is uh, an enemy of Israel's democracy. He'll go to the judge and take it down. That's yeah. that's all that all that you need to know, basically. And well, no, you need to know that. I think I think it needs to be it needs to be kind of addressed. Like, why is free speech important? Why is it? Why should it? Israel also has, by the way, a Nazi law, right? That you can't call someone a Nazi. You can't use. Not sure we have this such a law. We ha- Germany has it. No, Germany has that you're not allowed to use any Nazi propaganda or even call someone. Yeah, in Israel, in Israel, you, I don't think you're allowed to he, call someone a Nazi. No, you you are allowed. He can he can sue you for uh, defame. Yeah, defamation. exactly. Defamation. No, I think that I think there's a there's. But a, then we'll you can if you can prove he's a Nazi, then <laughs> you, you prove will he's win. An actual Nazi. Yeah, yeah. But if you can't prove, then yeah, then you're in a problem. Yeah. Okay, and and then the question needs to be asked, like, wh- like, can you call someone a Nazi? Can you say someone, you know, deserves to die? Um, is that okay? And and I think a lot of people are uncomfortable or with that. Or a traitor, by the way. A traitor. You can't say that someone's a traitor. I mean, all of this is, gets into dicey territory, right? Because then, well, aren't you supposed to kill a traitor? Or if someone is deserves to die, shouldn't they be killed? Aren't you saying they should be killed? 
Now, I mean, obviously these are these are these are despicable things to generally. I mean, it depends who you're saying them about, but generally they're despicable things to say about decent human beings. And if you're a decent human being, you shouldn't say that someone deserves to die or that they're a traitor or they're a Nazi or whatever. But what if they are? But it doesn't, that's my point is it doesn't matter if what are they are because the second you start saying that people can't use their speech freely, then where do you draw the line, hmm. right? And and just like your uh, masks versus hair covering yeah. uh, example, yeah. it's the, the line is going to be drawn by, drawn by whoever is in power. So you right. better be super careful where you limit people's speech. And when you start drawing these laws, now, of course, when people talk about free speech, they say, well, what about the fire in the theater, right? Like if someone yells, there's a fire in the theater and there's no fire in the theater and people start stampeding out and cause death, then isn't he liable? And yeah, there are cases in which speech can be used. It's called a call to action, but there are cases, but you got to be so freaking careful. Like that is a person in a specific place and time calling on a specific action, immediate action based on a lie that is causing then the death of a person, let's say. Yeah. But to say like me saying, hey, this guy deserves to die, it doesn't take more than like a 50 IQ to say, that guy's an idiot. Who are you to say he deserves to die? I'm not going to kill him. But the whole premise is if I say someone deserves to die. He's as then good as dead then he's as good as dead. People are just going to start stabbing at him like, I don't know, yeah. blind zombies. In America, how does it work? Can you say... Fire in a theater? No. No fire in a theater, but can you call people Nazis, There's, say that people are it, traitors? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can. You can. There are... The, the, the someone should be killed line is, is where it starts getting... Uh, but even there, there is... It's, I think the, the line is intent and and uh capability mm -hmm. so if you're holding a knife it's called a threat like an actionable threat like if you're holding a knife and you're saying i'm gonna kill you yeah. then that's a that's a liable that you're liable if you're for a 90 year old grandma yeah no but if you're yeah well even if you're a 90 year old grandma you can stab someone but if you're on the phone with someone and say god man i want to kill you yeah then That, you tell me that it's going to be very hard day. to prove that you're liable for threatening or for saying something yeah. insightful. So that's the first law they're going to pass. The second law they're going to pass, and this is under fighting Arab uh, crime. Uh, yeah. Uh, they want another emergency we need to yeah, deal with. Yeah, because the Arab crime in Israel is uh, thriving. So they want to pass a law which says that police can search houses without a warrant yeah <laughs> so i just tweeted the other day i wrote every right winger in israel who supports this law is an idiot because <laughs> because it's it again tomorrow literally tomorrow they will use this law to to enter right wingers homes like settlers homes Uh, not even settlers, like in Lod and all those places, right, uh, where people are fighting for their lives. Garin Torani. Yeah. Um, They'll break into their homes and search it yeah, and start yeah, looking yeah, for yeah. anything they can to, to basically right. take you to court. Right. Um, right. I mean, that's also such a basic element of civil liberty is like the, my privacy. 
Yeah. This is my property. My property. Yeah. You don't enter and that's it. Like and and these they they really are. They're idiots. They're not and it's never been so clear to me how despicable these politicians are. And that's one thing that, you know, you can you can say about Bibi that he trampled on certain civil liberties in the last COVID, uh, but but he's never done something so egregious. Um, I mean, to to try and censor Facebook, to try and censor social media, to try and again the social media, it, it has to be clear. Gidon Sao is Bibi's number one rival, number one yeah. enemy. And Bibi is the strongest, has the scro- strongest Facebook and Twitter and Instagram yeah. in Israel. Yeah. Um, and of course, Bibi will be the first victim of that law because every yeah. other thing he writes, according to them, is fake news. So they'll just go and take down all his posts. If I were Facebook, by sorry, we're going, going back to that. But if I were Facebook, just like the Netflix law they're going to make, by the way, which uh, they want to force Netflix to invest in Israeli uh, TV shows and movies. Yeah, you would say, I'm, I'm out of Israel. I'm out, if I were Facebook, but, if I, wait, if, if I'm Facebook, okay, guys, you in, in, in America, they don't get it because people don't use WhatsApp in America. Here in Israel, WhatsApp, it's, it's, it's just, you know, every, the, the country is run by WhatsApp. Yeah. So uh, if I were Facebook... And nobody texts, everybody And WhatsApp is owned by Facebook. If, if I... We're Facebook. You would say I'm out of here. I would say not. I would you tomorrow. I would shut down everything, everything, and tell the government, or you go down, or or you go back on that intention, or I'm just uh, leaving it shut. Yeah. That's what I would do. But I, I, it's never gonna like, happen. Like the mall. It's never gonna like happen. Like the mall. Owners. But it's never gonna happen. I don't know why. Well, why? Because look at Facebook. Look at look at how Facebook has been acting, has been responding no. to the attacks by the American government. Yeah, but here, if this law passes, it's it's going to be a world first, and then no, other countries dude, will. It's happening in the United States as we speak, and Mark Zuckerberg is sitting and taking it like nobody's ever taken it before. I he see. he's not standing up, and he doesn't want to. That's the problem. Maybe we should get one of the mall owners to, to run Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it'd be as successful, but not not uh, if the Dizengoff if the Dizengoff Center guy owned it. Listen, you wouldn't know have any idea how to get around. <laughs> again, the government is so weak. Facebook or Netflix. If Netflix says we are out, yeah, but Netflix just created a Palestinian story. Nobody is gonna stand up for the Israeli well, citizen and Facebook is definitely not going to stand up for free speech. Not- Facebook is moderating speech as we speak and they're doing it on first of all on their own they're moderating. Yeah. And they're moderating they in, on behalf of the left. But they wouldn't want to give that to a, to a random judge in this in a random state. They don't state. care. I don't know. I mean, first of all, what is Israel's population and Facebook usage important to them? Oh, but other countries will go, will do it after. Never mind. Anyway, I don't think Facebook will that, ever stand up. And I think that's one of the problems that they're not. They're not standing yeah. up. They should. They should be standing up in the States. They should be, they should be standing up to the, to the U.S. government first and foremost and say, we are a platform for free speech. And, you know, go screw yourself, basically. Yeah. But they're not. Another law. Let's do it really quick. The third law they're going to pass. Um, basically preventing anybody with a criminal charge from running for prime minister. Yeah, They've already prevented everybody with anybody with a charge for running for office, uh, which is in and of itself despicable. Um, they're in, 
in the United States of America, the greatest country on earth, uh, but seriously, in the United States of America, the you know many of you know you can't charge, you can't even charge a, a president with a crime. Uh, there's until a process. No, there's a process called impeachment. No, until he's out from presidency. After his, I don't think you can charge him with a crime from his sir, from when huh. he was president. Okay, he has immunity. Mm. I think, but uh, but for certain. You can't charge him while he's in office. Mm -hmm. There's a process called uh, impeachment. Mm -hmm. And the, the whole like idea there is that the democracy is more important. Like the people's voice and the people's desire, again, unless he commits a, a, a crime of moral turptitude, um, like murder. Mm. So, but I think even if he commits murder, I think he's actually only impeachable. Like he can be impeached, but... Um, but basically, you're, you're basically what they're doing here is they're trying to silence people's votes. They're trying to say if someone has been charged with a crime, then they can't run for prime minister. Um, and the problem is in Israel, uh, a random dude decides. Yeah, the attorney general. Yeah, he decides everything and like and nobody can. He can commit crimes and nobody. Like, nobody can charge him. Nobody can charge him. Basically. But he, he decides in one, you know, swoop, fell swoop yeah. that the prime minister is charged with a crime. And Any crime. Any and, crime. And you think, ah, oh, no, but it has to start from police investigations. But there, he has, like... He controls he the police. No, exactly. he controls the, the investigations. Exactly. And there are cases, there are case files that are, that are, that are, that contain uh, material against every single one of the people that are even close to being prime minister. A and B, for example, Arya Deri, who was the minister of internal affairs and already set in prison for, for bribery. He has an open case for more than six years, mm -hmm. which is ridiculous. Lieberman had almost for 10 years an open case. So this attorney general and his president's precedents, um, he, Meaning it's not even like he has to open a case. He just has to make the decision in that open case no, he, he, charged. He opens the cases, then he holds them like he holds it like a boot on your neck for, for years. Yeah. And then you are, yeah, exactly. And then uh, charged. He, he, he doesn't he even need to, to charge. That's the beautiful thing. He holds it on your neck for six years, and you know your he ah, has yeah he knows that the second you know that the second you you step out of line exactly. charged and That's, then you have and then you're out of office yeah yeah it's okay it's unbelievable so you're gonna let's move to some nice things you're uh, going to America tell us about the trip yes 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 so, so that your all, stalkers can yeah so first of all we're for the first time in two years getting on a plane wow. hasn't happened in two years. Since uh, January of 2019, sorry, 2020, we were in Rome. Yeah, I remember China. You know, there were there were there was the talk about COVID and everything, yeah. and there was uh, and there were people walking around with masks, and um, and that was yeah, that was when China fucked us all over. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys, it's, it has to be said, China fucked us all over. <laughs> Uh, uh, and now yes. they're t now apparently they're claiming it's a raccoon fox. Of Did course, you hear this? Of course, no. It's not a bat anymore. It's a raccoon fox. What is like? Is it a child of a fox and a raccoon? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They thought bat is apparent. People aren't buying bat, guys. We need another. We yeah. need another theory. Yeah. Quick. And someone was like, "I, I got an idea. A raccoon fox. Did People anyone... will be so confused yes. by what it is. 
Did anyone bank. bother to do Wikipedia this? Uh, no. Like, does that even a thing? Uh, it's unbelievable. Anyway, so China fucked us over. Two years it's been, and now we're finally yeah. getting on a, a plane to the United States. We're going to take three weeks, three whole weeks, three <laughs> nice juicy weeks. The New Year. Uh, we're going to be there for Christmas, going to be there yes. for New Year's. Yes. We're going to New York. We're going to see a Broadway show. We're oh, going to yeah. a Knicks game. Which Broadway show? Book of Mormon. Oh, yeah. Really looking forward <laughs> to it. Yeah. Yes. At the original Eugene O'Neill Theater. Oh, yeah. Um, what else? We're, uh, we're going to a Knicks game, Knicks versus Wizards. We're going to see our homeboy, Daniel Abadia. He's the Israeli. He's mm. the new Omri Kaspi, right? Yeah. Uh, so we're going to see him awesome. in Madison Square Garden. Um, and then we're going down to Nashville to eat me some fried chicken. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get oh some mama. fried chicken. I can't wait, man. I'm going, I already know where I'm going. I'm going yeah. to Hattie B's hot chicken. It's like this famous uh, southern. Can Nashville you choose joint. your uh, hotness? Uh, yeah, you level? choose the level of hotness. You get you what get you fried getting? chicken wings and fried chicken that's like super spicy. Oh, can't wait! Can't wow. wait. Um blue cheese sauce but i'm wondering yes. this is what i'm wondering i've yeah. been i've been like polling people in the past few days okay so we're going to we're stopping on dc by the way on the way there and then we're going back up to new yeah. york and wrapping up three weeks i have made myself a uh, very detailed itinerary <laughs> to say the least yes. and i i want to ask you guys i'm going to describe it to you and i want you guys to comment if you're on youtube or wherever you're listening to this podcast give us feedback Tell me, am I insane or have I created <laughs> the traveler's dream? Because for me, it's a dream. I, I've basically, I've created a day-by-day uh, -day itinerary. Now, people hear this and they're like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you like decided like, you know, you bundled things together and you're like, what days yeah. are going? No, I, I, I broke it down by hours. <laughs> I have wake-up time. I have returned to the hotel. You're a Nazi. I have. <laughs> <laughs> You're I'm, just a I'm, Nazi. I'm Sharon's Nazi. I have everything there. I've reserved restaurants. I've booked them. I've booked, you know, everything basically there is to be booked. And I have it down to the T. Um, oh, my God. Am I insane? Or have I what are just you doing created the best? On the sixth day at 5 p.m. I got to look. Give me my phone. Where's my Where phone? phone? I'm going to open it up. What am I doing at 6 p.m.? No, your sixth day at 5 p.m. Sixth day at 5 p.m. So we're landing on uh, December 18th. So the sixth day would be the 19th, 20th, 21st, 22nd, 23rd. We are going, we're waking up at 8.30 yes we're gonna have breakfast at uh black seed bagels yes we're going to the l train vintage store because showen wants to do some shopping yes uh and on knickerbocker avenue because we're going to be in brooklyn at the wythe hotel oh god i'm really giving away too yeah. much information <laughs> oh shit the we're hotel you, you won't be able to go out all the fans will be like hey Don, hey, hey Don, sign on my breast i'm more worried about that one fan who's gonna kill me <laughs> yes um Nobody shows up. The just the nine, one crazy guy. The nine-year-old like, grandma. Listen to two nice Jewish boys. Yeah, uh, we're going to Ichiran, uh, which is a ramen place in Brooklyn. Then mm -hmm. we're going to a, a graffiti walking tour in mm -hmm. Bushwick, mm -hmm. and then we're going back to the Wythe at four thirty p.m. to rest. And then oh. we're at a Knicks versus Wait. Wizard game. Ah, so on, at five p.m. Uh, you'll be resting yeah. on that day. 
Yeah. And what about the tenth day at ten a.m.? Oh, well, that's seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, you found the one day that I haven't fully planned. <laughs> um, Which city are you? Be, we're going to be in D.C. Yeah. Uh, and basically we're planning, I mean, DC is just moving from memorial. You can do a tour where, to where, uh, Frank from, uh, uh, what's the Netflix show about Washington, Frank, uh, the president, um, what's it called? Never mind. Uh, Veep? No. No. The White House, uh, the, the, where with Kevin, with the, oh God. <laughs> you don't know anything about this show except for the fact that it's on Netflix. White House. And it's Washington. about the White House. House of Cards. You can do a tour. Ah, okay. You can do a House Frank of Cards. Frank Underwood. Yeah. Fr- Frank Underwood. You can take a tour where okay. he murdered his rivals, right? Here's yeah. the metro station where he. That's actually an amazing <laughs> idea. A House of Cards tour. I, yeah. bet, I bet there is one. I'm putting it down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this so, is where yeah. he pushed the girl to death. This is where he did a threesome. Yeah. <laughs> you can, uh, you know. <laughs> That's actually a really good idea. Yeah. Um. So so wow. let us know, guys. Am I crazy? Is this... And give it, give Aitan some I'll Washington you, tips. I'll tell you why, though. House of Cards tour. I'm writing it down, literally. Cool. Yeah, please. Give me Washington, D.C. tips. Give yeah. me Nashville tips. And give me NYC tips. If you guys have any, send them to us. Yeah. Uh, send, send them, them to Aton, please. No, no, <laughs> Not send, to me. The, send them to Naor. I'll <laughs> let him sift through them, decide which ones are the good ones, and uh, send them okay. my way. But I'll tell you why I do this. Yeah. Why I did this. Yeah. Planning is always on me. So, like... When we and reservations for I, I I usually take the lead when we're we're abroad. I feel very I've traveled a lot. I feel very comfortable traveling. And listen, that aspect of your life, you're the active. I'm one. the expert. Yeah, yeah. in no. all other aspects, Shalon takes the lead. Yeah, um, but but I, I I take the lead, and and so a lot of the responsibility falls on me. Like we get to a place, I have to decide what are we doing, where are we going to eat, where you know how are we getting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, it's super stressful if I don't have everything planned. Mm-hmm. And then things can change. I'm really not a Nazi. Yeah. I promise I'm Guys, not. I no- promise I'm not a Nazi. <laughs> Moreover, <laughs> not only things can change, nothing will actually go by nothing schedule. Nothing will actually go by schedule. Count no one can say yes. by experience. No, but things can change. But I have to have a backup plan. Mm. I have to have something that I can fall back to and say, okay, what are we doing today? We got a restaurant. We got yeah, this. Yeah, we got yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You want to do something else? Great. We can scrap it. But yeah. I have a plan. So it for me it relaxes me. Uh tell me how tell me how you guys feel, okay? Let us know in the comments. Is that how you do your trips? How do you do your yeah, trip? Yeah. Do you just kind of book a flight and say screw it, I'm just going to decide what I do when I get there? Um or or do you are you a planner? Yeah. Are you a heavy planner? Are you a trip Nazi? Um <laughs> anyway, guys, what about enjoy? What, what about you, man? You were just in Italy for three weeks. I was, was in it? Italy. I went to shoot my vlog, guys. If you haven't subscribed, yes, to you the have YouTube to check channel. out Nora's vlog. It's called it's Italy Guy. You just go to YouTube. You write Italy Guy, and this is the first result. It actually really is incredible. He's got amazing videos up there. He he had a pizza from a vending machine. Yes. Uh, what else was Best there? Best pizza in up. Uh, you wrote you wrote you wrote that super super rare BMW car that like the door the is Z- actually yeah. the front of the car. And Izeta. It's this tiny little. It's like smaller than a smart car. Yeah. Guys, you gotta check it out. There's that. There's that. There's the uh, one where you eat with the uh, the locals. Yeah, but those are old ones. Let's talk about the new ones. So the new I just ones, had. Yes. Uh, I I did one about a truffle hunting session, 
And oh, it's so good. So yeah. Good. So and good. I uh, I uh, did one in Naples where I went, I checked out the, the pizza that just won the best, the second best pizza in Italy and the best pizza in Naples. And it was divine. And there are some more movies that I haven't edited yet and they're coming up. The, the most interesting, look guys, I've been to Calabria which is the very end of of the the foot of the boot mm-hmm. right um where you the, the toe yeah and uh it's 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 amazing it's because when my italian friends heard i'm going there they they were freaking out they were like why are you short because italians don't go there because it, uh and lo- i'll just say it as people from there told me this whole area of calabria it's not it's owned by the mo- it's run by the mob it's, it's not run by the mafia it's run by the mafia the mafia there it's the not least, italy it's not it's not sovereign it's, italy it's mafia land it's it's yeah and those are people who live there right those are their wow. quotes uh the mafia there is called uh it's not the famous it's not the gomorrah and it's not uh, but my italian c- friend knew it when i when i uh, yeah italians know them. it but yeah. people in the world don't know them they're called ndrangheta 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 that's yeah you can just tell by that name that they're, um they're on the to no good yeah they run they are now today because because the others are so famous uh the act the country managed to to shut them down basically the gomora and the cosa nostra are declining and but then drangheta took power so they became the strongest mafia in italy right now and they're importing drugs and they rule businesses in the north and in entire italy and they but but this is like hardcore this is like their their main land yeah uh, calabria and it's a beautiful piece of land it's huge some great people there but you see the main thing that you see and you feel um is the trash you see trash it's like uh it's a thing uh you see trash in the sides of the roads like like huge um mountains of trash because there's no municipal uh services yeah yeah it's all corrupted uh, what the the biggest city there it's called Reggio Calabria it's the capital of the region and someone told me a funny story they had elections uh, a year ago to the mayor and he's now being indicted indicted already <laughs> the mayor <laughs> and the entire the entire uh everyone is being indicted uh <laughs> so <laughs> it's not been a year even yeah all the money is going to the mob basically so wow. the, the the country is sending money and the money instead of going to the to to it just goes to the pockets of and this it's also a means of control just a bit like masks in the sense that you know when you are living in this trash as the citizens you you remember who owns who has who the power you? right the guys who didn't pick up that trash over there yeah we decide there will be trash here and there will be trash here yeah. right and it it's a kind of a reminder shitty. and i went the the most uh, fear, fearful experience was i want i went there because it's famous for abandoned cities it has abandoned villages and I wanted to see a few of them. And one of them is called Rogudi. And some locals told me, listen, locals, right? Don't go there. <laughs> they tell me, don't go there. You you can go. I'm not sure if you're going to be back, someone told me. And this and is a local. Went. 
eventually I went because I just I, I realized I have to because this is why I came there um, but the reason is it's like when you are at the coast it's a touristic area so you know the mob won't do anything to you but there it's like the internal land it's like it's the deep deep roots of uh, of the mob there really? there yeah and the locals actually looked you in the eyes with fear and said don't go yeah people wow. told me don't go don't Did go there they said uh, the, the, what did they describe to you what might happen yeah they said basically you can get robbed you can get like you can someone can see you and you you, you know because i mean with the camera right i'm just ah. going around with the, get camera. the wrong idea you don't yeah, look good to them and exactly boom. yeah You're they gone. can rob me they can uh, who knows it's it, the wild west yeah you can you can also disappear there Wow. essentially nobody would uh, but i went and yeah it was incredible the, th- the main problem when you're going there to those abandoned this specific abandoned city it was abandoned in the 70s because of floods 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 and overnight uh the government basically told people guys you gotta pack things up you're out and so overnight they abandoned it and, and it's but it's gorgeous. crazy because it's on a hilltop it looks like it's on a hilltop but it's in a valley uh, it's a little okay, hilltop in a valley and there's a huge river also there, oh, and there's water coming from the mountains. So it probably that's what happened, and uh, or at least that's the story. Who knows, yeah. right? But it's been abandoned for sixty years, almost fifty years. Spoiler and, for the upcoming video. Yeah, and and the the the, the thing that is the way there. It's already shady because it's mountains, like it's tiny puny road in a mountainside for ah, like yeah, half an hour it's not well kept huh? it's not well kept and you see you see the rocks on the side road right because the rocks are falling from the mountain wow and you see just rocks and you just hope rocks won't fall on your head uh and at a certain point i, I drove and drove and drove until i saw the road is this from here on because the problem is every section of the road that you choose to drive through you don't know what's what at which point you won't be able to keep going keep going and you don't know if you'll have an option to turn Come around back. so at a certain point i saw the road is and i saw i'm not that far and the road is has become so i just left the car and the side of the road and walked i walked for like an hour wow and the walking was, for an hour is unheard <laughs> yeah. of nowadays yeah and it was a beautiful day and there was no one no one luckily yeah and it was and i got there and it was just mind-blowing just wow. me in this ancient italian village crazy scenery everything's That's empty insane. and you sent me some videos of you actually there i didn't know how you got there yeah but uh it looks incredible it looks like a it looks like a like a scene from a video game, right? Yeah. From like an abandoned town and yeah. some like war and some like World War Two game. Yeah. Post-apocalyptic. Yeah. And the thing is, you're there and the only thing you hear is there's wind. So the wind slams the doors and the windows. <laughs> Jesus. So you're like... Wow, that's terrifying, man. <laughs> yeah. That is creepy as shit. Yes. It's a perfect setting for a horror movie. Yeah. But you know, I sat there in the city square. Yeah, just sat there enjoying a tiny little square. Yeah, and just you can imagine the life they had. They, they, you can, you can see they had good lives because you see, first of all, you see the houses were cute. You see the the view, the amazing views they had from the windows. 
people you know people had good lives there and it's sad it's it's sad and and it's it's very emotional just to be there and it's gonna be an amazing vlog and hopefully next week it'll be up guys tune in keep keep italy uh, guy keep your eye out for italy guy yeah on youtube right that's awesome man what do you say? Fan mail? Yeah, real quick. Okay, quickly we're going to go over some fan mail that we received a week ago, two weeks ago. More. A little while back we got some fan mail. Actually, two people wrote us about this topic. Yeah, um, I'm going to read one of them. We'll read one. Uh, we won't name names. We we tend not to name names. Yeah. Uh, generally because we like to read hate mail. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. This isn't hate mail. No, but... first name. Nobody knows who it is, okay. so it's okay. So... Allison writes to us, Hi, guys. Now that I'm a major donor, I bought not one, but two BDS tier mugs. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Allison. I feel entitled to voice my opinions about your show. I love it. I think you have interesting guests with varying points of view, but I know I can count on you when the BS starts flying. First of all, thanks, Allison. Those are really, really kind words. Obviously, this is not hate mail. Um, we, We really appreciate it. Guys, send us feedback. If you have feedback, send it to us. We really, whatever the feedback is, we really appreciate it. Uh, So she continues. She writes, I will say, though, that I was disappointed at your attitudes about global climate change. It is hard to believe that anyone doesn't understand that humans have caused this. But I also enjoyed your skewering of the COP26 Congress that just took place. A whole lot of people creating a whole lot of pollution in order to meet to pretend to be doing something about the problem. And I agree that sadly people don't care. Most of my friends are big merit supporters, but don't expect to ever see any of them on a bus. I would also suggest that even if you don't think we are heating up the planet, you should be able to recognize that we are also poisoning ourselves with chemicals and plastics, probably resulting in the sudden and precipitous rise in things like autism, ADHD, hormonal imbalances, leading to fertility problems and lack of sex drive. Hope that's not affecting either of you. Uh, now that you're mentioning now you mention it now in young men and allergies there are lots of scientists in israel i am sure you can convince one to come on your show to enlighten us all and you especially said with love thanks and keep on keeping on thank you allison, allison yeah thanks uh, first of all it's not as easy as you might think we try to bring some experts and people are but we do have one yeah, that's scheduled yeah. to come. We hope it doesn't get canceled. Yeah. Uh, we have an expert. We try to schedule with experts. I think it's important to say that uh, even though this isn't like to the point, but it is a point to be made, that a lot of the climate experts that we've reached out to uh, you know, have not been interested or once finding out that we have certain controversial views or, ca- or, you yeah. know, views that don't align with theirs yeah. aren't interested to come yeah. on and they talk. want to come to an echo chamber, basically yeah. not to be challenged guys. If you know someone, a professor in Israel who has good English, please tell us, please, please, please send them our way. Yeah. Uh, we really, really, really are dying to have someone. I've been bugging Noah yeah. about this, uh, for like yeah. a year at least. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we really want to have someone on to talk about it. Uh, but I will say, uh, if I can reply to this, mm-hmm. I will say uh, that there's a cu- there's two main things here. One, that you're disappointed about our attitudes. Well, the COP26 obviously was a joke. Um, and the the other thing is that, you know, climate change is a serious issue um, and that we should be dealing with it. And... 
that it's causing this, you know, precipitous rise in things like autism and ADHD. Well, I think first of all, poisoning ourselves in chemicals and plastics, the industrial revolution, you know, like the main source of climate change, uh, supposedly. No, it really is like the main source of our pollution of the planet, right? The industrial revolution and the the amount of industry that we have around the globe today is the main source of our pollution. How much of an impact that has on the climate, you know, even if you want to say that it's that it's negatively impacting the climate, uh, it has a huge, huge, huge net positive effect on the quality of life of humans around the world. I mean, if you look at life before the Industrial Revolution, it was just one big global poverty nightmare. It was a nightmare. Like whoever you were, your chances of being born first of all your chances of being born yeah and living past the getting year dysentery and two-year-old and dying yeah. in agony your chance of living past two was abysmal if you made it past two your chance of living in hell was very high you were probably born into a hellish hellish reality yeah of poverty of you know uh Famine. disease of violence of just awful awful things and I think that a lot of that has changed thanks to the Industrial Revolution. Um, you know, we have the medicine that we have today, the ability to travel, the electricity, the energy, the hospitals that are powered, uh, the agriculture, agriculture, the way it exists today, the fact that most of the world is not starving to death medicine. is because of fossil fuels. Yeah. Medicine the developments in medicine, the fact that we can power hospitals day in and day out and keep them running overnight is thanks to fossil fuels. All of this is thanks to fossil fuels and it's done a huge net positive. And you might say that it also has a negative impact on the climate. Fine. Let's find an alternative. I'm all for that. I'm not all for you stealing my money to do it because that's what taxes are. You're taking my money and funding, I don't know, research. I'm Dreaming. for private industry. Yeah. Private industry can look like for solutions. Sol like Israeli company Solar Edge. Yes, Israeli company Solar Edge just hit NASDAQ. Yeah. They're doing incredibly well. I think they're the first uh, Israeli company now to get to the 500 index. Uh, yeah, the S&P 500. Yeah. Uh, a couple of people I know work there. They're an amazing company. Yeah. Uh, and they're creating solar panels. Yeah, we're all for it. Powering uh, industry. Or Elon, who's, the, who's doing electric cars and yeah. revolutionizing batteries. And yeah. And so I think with all the ADHD and the hormonal imbalances you're talking about, the fertility problems and the autism, there is no comparing life today to life 150 years ago. So I think, I think it's fine to say that there, we need to address climate, but people should do it on their own dime. Uh, Human ingenuity has always best been driven in the private industry, and and you know it should stay out of my tax dollar. And a second, you had a second point, or those? Are no, the I was talking. Okay. She she pointed out the hypocrisy of a lot of climate supporters, and I think that well, we can agree on that. Um, thanks, Allison. Thank you, Allison. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Ethan is going away. I'm going to do a couple of episodes by my own, and then we're going to go for a little break, and then we'll be back. In 2022. In 2022. Hopefully well, leaving COVID behind yeah, in 2021. Try to not get COVID in the States. I'll do my best. Um, guys, uh, we're sponsored uh, yes. by Masa Israel. MasaIsrael.org. Check them out for great opportunities to come to Israel to, you know, in an internship, an academic program, a gap year, a career program. MasaIsrael.org has tons of opportunities. They're an amazing organization. 
I would made before I made Ali, I was on a Masa program. Masaisrael.org. Also Check the Lamed Vav podcast by Justin Hyatt. Yes. We'll leave a link in the description. You should definitely check it out. Fascinating about the Lamed Vav Tzadikim. Absolutely. It's 36. The 36th Tzadikim, uh, on which, according to Jewish tradition, the uh, world rests. Ooh. And, uh, Look at and, you. And they don't know. They don't, nobody knows, and they don't even know who they are. Uh, and he, he basically, his premise is to go around interviewing people and trying to find these 36 yeah. people. Um, so check it out. Uh, nice Jewish boy, two, uh, BDS Tears mugs on our site, 2NJB.com slash merch. Check them out. And we're going to have some very exciting news, hopefully. Yeah, very, very by soon. January. We will have, so, uh, so stay tuned. Stay tuned. Nice little uh, sneak peek. Yes. Like also, guys, uh, we are uh, in collaboration with Arutz Sheva. Check them out at israelnationalnews.com. It's an amazing news source uh, in English about Israel. Check them out. Also, the Australian Jewish News. AJN.timesofisrael.com for the Australian angle. And we accept donations. Please go to doenjb.com slash donate and help us out. That is it. Thank you so much. Danke, Enjoy. danke, danke. From the itinerary Nazi. Bye. Bye, guys.